Sunny yellow daffodils, pink saucers of magnolias. Spring flowers are like candy to my winter-starved eyes. Some flowers are good enough to eat, like violas. Rooftop farmer Annie Novak grows them at the New York Botanical Gardens Family Garden, and she's here today to talk with us about growing and eating violas for this week's Last Chance Foods. Welcome back to WNYC, Annie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So before talking to you, I had to look up what a viola was because I thought it was a musical instrument. It turns out I know what violas are. I've known about them all the time. They're the same as violets and uh, what some people call pansies. And they're, they're abundant this time of year. You're, you see them a lot as bedding flowers. Why eat flowers? Well, flowers are uh, wonderful and fun food to eat um, from two perspectives. One is that they're one of the easiest ways to make a very simple dish appear quite fancy. And uh, uh, from my perspective as a person involved in children's education, I really like using hooks to get kids interested in eating fresh produce. And putting a flower garnish on something is a really easy way to do that. Um, Lastly, just speaking as a a locavore, fresh flowers are one of the few things that you'll be hard-pressed to find packaged uh, in a store. And so... Really, the pleasure of eating a flower garnish is you can almost guarantee it's coming right out of a garden nearby, um, your own or or somewhere local at the green market, for example. So violas are edible. I've also seen nasturtiums in salads. All flowers edible or just some? I'm glad you asked because the answer is a sound no. Um, It would be dangerous to assume that all flowers are edible. In fact, there are quite a few that are not good for you to eat. One piece of advice I would offer with with starting your edible flower garden is to, um, to to look up a list of flowers you know are edible and then to either start them from seed yourself so you can be assured that they're organic and raised in a way that won't introduce anything to you when you eat it that you don't want to eat. If you do end up getting a transplant, whether it's from a farmer's market or a plant nursery, I would recommend um, asking if you can, if it was treated at all in, in any way or sprayed. And if it was, you can wash it um, or pick off the flowers before you start to eat them. And Picking off the flowers will actually encourage more blooms and more growth, so it'll work out the best. What do violas taste like? Uh, all of the the pansies and violets and all those beautiful springtime flowers. Um, the really nice thing about flowers in general is they all have that um, sweet spot of nectar, and that's you know that's what you're interested in eating. That's what the insects are there to eat. Um, so they taste very sugary, and depending on the flower, you mentioned nasturtium as an example of a flower that has a bit of a spicy kick. Um, most of them tend not to. Most of them do tend to taste like a very sweet, perfumey kind of lettuce. And the texture is a really important part of the taste of flowers because the petals themselves are very soft and almost, um, it's a weird combination, but like a crystalline velvety melt in your mouth kind of um, texture. And I, I just love it. Um, and, uh, and that adds a lot to the, to the taste you're experiencing. This is a last chance weekend for the Culinary Kids Festival, which is an event you're holding at the New York Botanical Garden. How does this event seek to address the challenges of teaching kids about growing food and eating vegetables, especially urban kids? Well, we've had a wonderful week at the Culinary Kids Food Festival. This is um, running through the 21st, and we have stations dedicated to teaching kids about, and adults actually, (laughs) uh, many of them, about everything from uh, chickens and eggs to seed sprouting um, to information on honey and beekeeping. It's one of the things the New York Botanical Garden does really well. It's it's, um, really evoking the the beauty and the curiosity behind the science and the botany of of the plant world and getting people uh, hooked in through the through food, through the lens of food, 
uh, is one of the ways to get them up there. But once you're there, there's you start to realize all the connections those foods have to the ecosystem and the and the plant world around them. So, for example, we um, one of the bigger challenges we always face is is twofold. One is that children sometimes don't like to get dirty, uh, and then the other, surprisingly, and then the other is uh, they may or may not want to try certain foods. You know, if it's unfamiliar, and I think getting dirty is part of that. Um, if it's unfamiliar, sometimes kids will balk, and so. What the staff does really, really well is finds narratives and and, uh, ways to engage children to get them excited about what they're doing. Annie Novak is the manager of the New York Botanical Garden's Edible Academy, the founder and director of Growing Chefs, and a co-founding farmer of Eagle Street Rooftop Farm in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Thanks for coming in today, Annie. Thank you so much for having me. To learn more and to get instructions on making floral ice cubes, visit WNYC.org. This is WNYC. WNYC.